0: Welcome to another episode of the SEM podcast. Jack and Zach are here again, and we're joined by Devin Goodwin. How you doing, Devin? Good. Yes. How are you doing? Where are you, where are you calling from tonight?
1: Oh, I'm in Lehigh. Well, I guess it's kind of Highland, so that shop is Highland, but where I'm sitting is Lehigh.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That'll work. All right. Well, Devin, start us out with how you ended up in Scotland, how you got your call,
1: man. Um, so I was, uh, I didn't know if I was going to go on a mission or anything. And I just thought, um, you know, I gotta, gotta make my parents happy and gotta make the family happy, you know, and <laughs> set a good example. All my, my two brothers went, I can't be the one that doesn't go. And, um, so I was expecting to go somewhere, you know, probably stateside or something like that. My, my brother Sean, um, opened up his call and it was Sydney, Australia and then um had issues with his visa and so he they ended up changing his mission to Boise, Idaho. Thanks. <laughs> so, so that was that was kind of funny. So he was there for about, you know, he was he was there about six months and then he finally made it out to Australia. And then my other brother went to Venezuela and President Chavez went crazy. Uh we all know that fiasco and he um it, the the North American missionaries got kicked out of Venezuela. And so they put him, so he was in Caracas and then they put him in, um, Curaçao It's part of the ABC by ABC islands, um, by Aruba. And, um, they put him there cause it's still part of the, the mission. And so, and then, and then they couldn't fly him back for zone conference. So then they ended up sending him to Puerto Rico. So he learned Spanish, pipiamento, Dutch on his mission. so I was thinking, uh-huh. okay, they all have something cool. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to be the one that really goes to Boise, you know, and, uh we opened it up and i i'll be honest i didn't even know where scotland was on a map honestly that's how green i was
0: (laughs) you're not alone Devin. i can assure you that (laughs) yeah yep that's for sure all right and you said that that was uh 2006 what what was the time frame
1: uh that was was in may i got my call i believe in in march no maybe february or something but yeah yeah, some some around. I don't know when I got the call, but I I know I went into the MTC in May. So May, yeah, so that, I mean, you our, left in May. Yeah, I left in May um, and went to the Preston England MTC with um, the group that was with. you. In fact, you guys just did uh, Brady Cassidy. Um, I was part of that group with him and Elder Ray and Quinn Coford. All right. Very good. All
0: right. We'll skip. We'll skip ahead now. May. 2008 what have you been up to since you've been home
1: oh man um i uh i've been up to a lot so i i got home um and unfortunately decided to see how the other half lives you know and i i justified a lot of things in my head um that uh you know they're good people in scotland they drink they're fine you know and whatnot and So I started doing the whole fun stuff thing, as you quote unquote would say, fun stuff. And, um, and then I, uh, and then I kind of fell away and stopped going to church, um, when I was 21, honestly. And then kind of been going here and there and like come and go there. And then, um, been doing a lot of, I I had a little concrete business at one point. Um, and then I had a little handyman business called Lisa Husband. (laughs) And then I had, uh, Um, had a, um, so I did that and then I started getting into software sales. So I started with Domo and then started doing the software sales and then started selling a lot of other things and started traveling. And then, so, um, most of my career has been on the road. Um, and over the last, I would say five years, um, I've had the unfortunate privilege of, of, uh, visiting every state in the United States (laughs) with, uh, many of them multiple, multiple times. (laughs)
2: man but, that's awesome and, and crazy
1: hey well you know what the only reason i went to alaska and hawaii is my parents so there we go
2: there
0: you go that's those are Everything good reasons.
1: work <laughs>
0: yeah and you said you got a couple kids
1: yeah i do i have two kids um so i got home from my mission um when i had my concrete business um uh met my then uh ex-wife it was my ex-wife now she um we had my daughter um and then we had my son and and then we uh didn't work out for a number of reasons um and went our separate ways and then i got uh so in 2016 i i uh, actually got granted full custody of my kids um and they were just one of them was still then they were they're both basically in diapers at that point. Um but now they're so I've raised them um on my own and then uh tried to get married again in two thousand and nineteen and that didn't go too well. It wasn't it wasn't for the right reasons and uh but it was short lived and it was easy. We didn't have any kids or anything like that. And then um and then uh yeah. And then again just selling and selling and partying and being stupid and then uh November had a, just barely in November, I had a, an accident that landed me in um, it actually killed me for a minute, but, um, due to the, the, the hospital papers, but, um, I was in a coma for a couple of days in the hospital for a month. Um, and just under a month and, uh, yeah, like they, I had to go up there, had to like teach me on my own, how to like walk on my own and balance on my own again and all that crazy stuff. And it was, I had been I had fallen down some stairs and, uh, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't due to like drinking or anything like that. People said, you know, you weren't drunk or anything like that. You, you know, um, but, um, apparently I hit my face and, uh, broken an orbital So I have three plates on this left side of my face. And then I have screws in my jaw here. Uh, so it broke my jaw. So it broke all the way down through my orbital floor and my face. And then, uh, they um but then yeah so that was that and then got out of the hospital and um because of that i lost my job and um you know it's fun when you don't go into work you know and (laughs) um but getting back into work you know was was the tough part you know because but anyway so then i just barely got back into work started doing one thing i started doing again but what was crazy was i uh when i came when i came back and i started drinking i didn't realize alcoholism had ran in my family and back in the, back in the day and um it hit me it got me um and pardon my language but it grabbed me by the balls it really did um it's it's a very very scary scary substance and it's i'm i'm terrified of of people that haven't tried it that are willing to to take that risk um i got very very fortunate that it was nothing on my own but um I, do you remember when when computers came out first the whole the household computer and it would go haywire and if i had a problem you just have to unplug it and plug it back in you know that's yeah. what god did to me yeah. um i came out of that a coma and you no know, craving that happened over a decade i was a severe alcoholic i was drinking about a half gallon every day and a half to myself right of vodka um and you know easily uh easily a uh a 12 pack a day by myself easily, Um, and so I, I couldn't stop. I had tried and I couldn't stop. I went into rehab in 2018. Um, I lasted in about 120 days sober, couldn't stop, couldn't stop, kept trying, couldn't stop. And I woke up, nothing. It was gone. Craving was gone. The temptation was gone. The desire was gone. Um, and I've talked to doctors and I say, I, I'm, I'm intrigued because I've never heard of that before ever. And I can't explain it either. And I'm just very, very lucky, but that was, that was the most recent crazy thing to me. And since this is the SEM podcast, because when I came out, it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, I got to go back to church or anything like that. I, uh, I just came out and my brain was like, Oh, well it's, uh, it's Sunday. I gotta, I gotta go to church. I'm like, Oh, I'm in the hospital. I can't go to church. I'm like, Oh, well, it's the first month I got to pay my tithing. And I'd never paid my tithing before ever. Um, and I was didn't have a job, you know. I was on I didn't I was on unemployment for six hundred and sixty one bucks a week, which is peanuts, right? And that's yeah. the perfect excuse to say I'm not gonna pay tithing, but like I just oh I gotta pay my tithing and um uh, I never did that before. And um uh fast offerings. I never did fast offerings. If I did it like five dollars, I'm not gonna spend more than five dollars on a meal for myself, right? Um, but now it's a general like things were just different and and when I got out I just started going back to church and I've been going ever since and it's just been It's been crazy because it wasn't, it wasn't something that I thought, Oh, I, you know, I life's too short and yada, yada, yada. It's just, there's something that I have now that I didn't have before that I feel. And there was an instance and I'll, I'll save that for a later date of, of a memory that that had happened during the action. It was only a memory I had, but, um, it was, yeah, there's no denying what I know now. And so it's pretty, it's pretty crazy because I, I was as far off as you would imagine, you know, um. And I, I didn't think I'd ever stop drinking. I didn't think I could. Um, wow. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. Anyways, that's, that's been the story of my life since the mission. And now I'm back in work and i um, trying to get, build back up to where I was. But
0: yeah, man. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. That's, that's really yeah. vulnerable of you. And I'm, you know, having a hard reboot. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's wild, man. Yeah. That was, That was an incredible story, Devin. Thank you. So yep. how, how old are your kids now? Eight and 10. Nice. Yes.
1: My daughter just went into fifth grade. And my son just went into third.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go back then, uh, May, 2006, and you can talk about the MTC companions areas, however you want to roll through it. We'll just go with Oh man, your memories. Man. So
1: yeah that was that was that was a lot of fun i actually talked about it today with uh with my girlfriend we were discussing some things and um that's pretty wild because brady caskey was just on the one but he was my missionary uh or my mtc companion um and he uh i remember his flight over he was in a back brace because he had broke his back he's in a back <laughs> brace and i i was talking because I, I travel for work right and so like i i'm the guy that um, I board the plane very last, very, very last because I know when I board the plane, if I'm last, they're going to shut the door right behind me because they close right at that time. Right. And so I just board off last. I'm always in the very front. So I get off very first because I hate being on a plane. Can't stand traveling in annoying clothes. And I was like, man, I couldn't even imagine. I was talking to her today. I, was like, I couldn't even imagine traveling because she said she saw some missionaries in their suits. I'm like, I couldn't even imagine traveling in a suit, even to California in a plane. <laughs> and. and that I was talking about Brady, he was like, "Here's a suit and a back brace <laughs> and he was sitting yeah. right next to me just like this the whole time. I'm like that's like seven hours. <laughs> like, Holy cow. Trooper trooper. And so then, uh, yeah. So then he was my companion, which was really fun. We we were in there. I think Quinn Colford was in there too, in the room. Um, and we just, we goofed, we goofed, we played a lot. We had a lot of fun. That's we, we were a, we were a rowdy crew for sure. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the MTC. Um, I, uh, I do miss strolling around those temple grounds though. They were pretty.
0: Yeah. I agree. All right. right. So then up to
1: Scotland, up to Scotland. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I remember my first area was Dumbarton. Um, have you guys uh, reached out to Brennan fish? Oh he's yeah, been he's been on. Has he done it? Yeah, yep. he's, he's an, old, an earlier I one. Better watch. This is my son, by the way. How's it going? I just went to the carnival. Sweet, love it. <laughs> they said sweet, love it. He can't, he can't hear because I'm <laughs> in my airpod. Hi, <laughs> bud. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, bud. I'll be in, in a minute. Okay, Kay. love you. Yeah. So I get, I got to go back and watch a bunch of those. But yeah, I was with him in Dumbarton. Um, but before we were able to get our flat, we had to go to Rutherglen. And, um, I don't know if you guys know where Rutherglen is, but it was north of Glasgow. It was, it was pretty gnarly. Um, <laughs> night night's or something, I think is what, something yeah, like that. That's right. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, while we were there for a little bit in a, in a trio or, or I can't remember what it was, but it was kind of, I remember it was funny because when I got there, they said, all right, well, let's all kneel down and bless the food. And they opened up all the cabinets and in the, co- in the co- cupboards and we all held hands and like, we just bless it. Um, before, you know, pre-bless it. And, <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on? Like, where am I? Like, what am I doing here? I couldn't understand anybody. I was on the train over to to Brother Glenn with Brennan fish. And I was like, there's some, some Neds on the train and I'm like, can you understand what they're saying? And he's like, "Yeah, every word." I'm like, "No, you can't. You can't okay. understand." He's like, "Yeah, I can't." And I did not understand a word for like the first couple months. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was, it was crazy. And um, some you could, but those Neds were were tough. They were tricky. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> then we got up into uh, up into Dumbarton, and that was that was a beautiful, beautiful spot. That was probably one of the most beautiful spots I I served in Dumbarton. Yeah, we were in, in Baloch, right next to Wachlomen, like walking across the street to Wachlomen. Just yeah. amazing. Awesome. Incredible.
0: How long did you serve with Brennan?
1: Uh, six weeks, I think, is all. I didn't have many long companionships. I mean, it was. I had a lot of companions. I had... Um, uh, Brendan fish was in Dumbarton. He trained me. And then I had Brian Barber in Dumbarton right after him. And yeah, then he been
0: on too. he's, he's been on. Oh, is he? We'll, yeah. we'll let you know which one of ones of your companions you got to catch up on.
1: Yeah, that's yep. right. So I'll just, I'll just shout them out really quick. And then you guys can ask me questions of where they were and what was going on. And then after that, I got shifted down to Rutherglen with, uh, Cameron Loganberg. Loganberg.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's been on. Yep.
1: Yep. And then, uh, and then I had Brian Black in um, Rutherglen with me, south of Glasgow, right by the Gorbals.
2: Nice. <laughs> beautiful
1: spot. Um, and then I went up to Dundee, which is one of my favorite areas, obviously most people's. Um, Joseph McLean um, he's, in Arizona. he Yep. From Joseph City, right? Or no, something like that. Snowflake or something. I can't remember. Um, and then Jason Canucci, Spring Boig, back to back to glasgow um and then uh egbert uber Hoover h-u-b-e-r he was from uh vienna austria
2: we've heard um, his name
1: yep that was in Springboig, and then i got back up to dundee with anthony padenoster the dundee lift too that was with anthony and then there's a bunch of fun stuff in there. There's Tyler Webb. He was in there with us. We did a trio there, I think. And then, uh, and then I had elder Stephen Jones in Dundee. And then I went to Sterling with Derek Willis. And then I had Trevor Chadwick in Sterling with me. And then I had, uh, Waylon Grantham in Cumbernauld. Cumbernauld was, uh, beautiful three right yeah it was was beautiful very beautiful i was
0: was there for six
1: months (laughs) (laughs) that's funny because i i'm just reading like from my just in the in the very beginning of my journal i just have some random things like written in like the very like not even on a page like on the hard part and it says three things that i learned on my mission um how to cut hair how to do magic tricks and how to play football british football now, why did I learn? The, now, why did I learn these things? Because I wanted to. <laughs> <That's> great, <laughs> yeah, oh, that was man. a lot of fun. There, there was a lot of fun things on my mission. Saddam Hussein was hung, so I saw that. Everybody glanced at that little metro on the on the bus seat next to you. And then this was pretty wild. This is fun, something funny that was on my mission um, right here. I glanced over news around the world. And I'm reading, well, I'm not reading. I just glance over and I look over and I'm like, huh? Oh, and I look back because I'm like, is that my cousin? Sure enough, that's my cousin, Juliana. Um, and America, a bride-to-be's parents have been charged with kidnapping her after she claimed they took her on a 240-mile road trip so she would miss her wedding. Juliana, read 21, said her parents, Lemuel and Julia, spend the journey from Provo, Utah, to Grand Junction, Colorado, trying to discuss, dissuade her from marrying fiance Perry Meyer. They deliberately did not return to Provo until after the wedding was due to take place. <laughs> she had a Ms. Red who was sits gone ahead with the marriage that she fully supported the church. What? <laughs> that, was, that was like, that's my cousin. That's my mom's sister. That's funny, <laughs> so wow. that was, that was, that was like, a that was one of the crazy highlights of my mission. I was like, that cannot be true. I like, guess. And that's how I learned. Like when I spoke to my parents next, I had told them about it and on an email or something like, wow, like I'd found out just by glancing at a paper in Scotland, like
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty random. That was pretty wild. Wow, (laughs) that is Yeah. So,
1: um, yeah, so that was, that was good stuff. That was fun. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. We, um, I, I would have to say, um, my, my i think that my one of my my two favorite places were sterling and dundee um and i still keep in a lot of contact with them with the members from with one of the members from sterling a couple members from sterling and a bunch from dundee and um but yeah there was there was a lot of good memories over in, over in that neck of the woods on the east side
0: yeah it sounds like you spent basically the whole time in
1: Dundee and then Glasgow. You draw a line from Dundee to Glasgow, Sterling, Cumbernauld. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, know? you
2: almost had them all. Goodness.
1: Yeah, I didn't go north. Didn't go south. I was just right down the middle.
2: You know? Yeah, <laughs> you were just stuck in that that pipeline from Dundee to Glasgow. It sounds like.
1: That's right. I was stuck in that undertow. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Did you train any of those missionaries you mentioned?
1: Um, I trained. Uh, I think it was. Uh, was it?
2: This is I think for, it was
1: Stephen Jones, for, Elder, is, Elder Jones. I think this is
2: for posterity's sake, so Brendan knows who his grand grandson is.
1: I I had a. I wish I knew. I actually I could probably figure it out honestly i have it in one of my other books i think but um yeah i can't remember that's it. right
0: that's it's right. hard
1: it's been so long man like i've got i've been training two freaking human beings and that's been a nightmare <laughs> no it's no. not been a nightmare it's actually been wonderful but it's been been hectic I'm yeah it sure. keeps,
0: keeps you busy i'm sure yeah hats oh, off yeah. to you
1: oh thanks man yeah it's Big deal. It's definitely a busy road.
0: Oh, I love it. So so you you just barely caught the Brainses before they went home, right? Yep. Do you have any memories of with, with President or Sister Brains?
1: Uh it's a memory. Uh, I don't really have many memories um of them, honestly. I have like a a little. Memory. I just remember he was kinda like ksh, 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 right and then uh like go knock on those doors and
0: <clears throat> Yep.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really remember much. I just remember he was like stone cold, go knock on them doors.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's the way it was, for
2: sure. Yeah. Right. Chap, chap in the rain until your wife gets hotter and hotter.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> uh it was pretty interesting to see um President Frederick come in. Um, I, uh, have a lot of respect for both he and his wife, but, um, president Frederick, uh, <clears throat> he turned that thing. Like it was, it was crazy when, when I got there, um, I think they finished the year with 117 baptisms or something. And, uh, president Frederick was like, okay, hey, this is not working. We're not doing it. Um, he, uh, he held it and I've used this in business meetings. Like I've I, I was a motivational speaker for a while where I spoke in hotel ballrooms all around the country. I've used this in groups of 200 plus people before. Um, but he said, you know, this isn't working. Um, he says, uh, "Where, uh, you know, how many, how many doors does it take to knock on for you to get one baptism? This, this, this has stuck with me. Um, and people are shouting out numbers and he says, 2,500 doors to get one baptism. Um, he says, how many media referrals? you know, a Book of Mormon, or DVD, something like that, to, to get one baptism. And I think it was something like 34. Um, and he says, how many member referrals to get one baptism? And he says, three. And he's like, we're not knocking doors anymore. You'll knock a door if an appointment falls through or a meeting with a member falls through or something like that. You're going to knock 10 doors on either side. And you're going to go to your next meeting. You're going to be in the home teaching the members the restored gospel and ask for referrals that's what you're going to do. And that was our mission. And, um, we weren't technically weren't really allowed to knock on doors. Um, I mean, we were, we were supposed to, if like, we didn't have anything else going on, we should be teaching the members. Right. And, uh, then the end of, so I got there in 2006 and then the end of 2007, they ended, I think with was like 254 or something like that, like more than doubled. Um, and then I think the end of the year, 2008, after I had left or something like that, I think they ended with like 300 and, some odd baptisms it was just like and it was just proof that like um teaching the members is the way to go right but on top of that how important referrals are like referrals are critical even if it's just a media referral but more importantly somebody that knows like even in business you know and i always talk about this and I'm, i've been in sales my whole life but um people that don't ask for a referral if, if anyone's watching this or listening to this and you're in sales and you don't ask for referrals, no offense, but you're an idiot because that's that's money on the table that is so free hanging that's ready to break off in your hand. Like it is it and and President Frederick taught me that the value of referrals and I've used it every single and I've been wildly successful because of it and it's and it's just all about referrals but more than that doing it for the right person and for the right solution, right? Not just, not just like, Hey, I'm here to baptize you because I just need to get back to the night a first right? solution for a right resolution. Um, and things like that. So go away. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty powerful. So that, I will say that with president Frederick that stuck with me and it will stick with me. And, um, hopefully, um, in some of my ventures where I've, shared that with others, it stuck with them too because referrals are critical, especially when it comes to getting people even back into church.
0: You know? Yeah. We've heard especially up in Dundee that the state president even said no no chapping. Yep. Right.
1: Yep. So. Yeah it was Keo brother Keo. I believe President
2: Keough. Yeah President Keough and President Watson at the time, oh, I think, yeah. is, is yeah. right. But yeah, they were in the presidency together. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. You knew yeah. President Keogh better because he was in the lift war. That's probably that's yeah. probably why he stuck yeah. to your 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 yeah. mind, Devin.
1: Yep, that's that's probably true. Probably true.
2: That's any other new. uh any other favorite memories of either President or Sister Frederick that you have beyond his turnaround of the mission?
1: Uh I would say one thing that President Frederick told me. When uh when I got out of when I was in my departing interview, he said, Marry, go home and marry someone better than you. Marry someone better than you. He's like, That's what I did. Um he's like, But make sure that you marry up. He's like, Marry up. Don't marry even a level across, marry up. And um and I got home and I I didn't <laughs> and obviously that we can see what happened. Um and um, so that stuck with me too. And so now going forward, there's been, uh, a lot of things I've been looking for and, and that makes it difficult, right? It does make it difficult it presents an issue When you're supposed to marry up and find someone better than you are and you're a scumbag, right? How are you supposed to convince them to take a chance on you? You know, and like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I've got this history. I'm all tattooed. You know, I was an alcoholic, right? Like I, you know, who, how do I find someone to take a chance on this dude? And, um, and this girl that I have now, this girlfriend I have now is incredible. She's amazing. And um, I'm very, very, very lucky that I found someone that that does not hold any of that over my head, that doesn't look at my kids as baggage because she doesn't have kids, but she doesn't look at them as baggage and um, plays with them, spends time with them. She's sweet with them. So Like, I, I got really, really lucky. So this one, I would definitely be listening to, to Preston Frederick on that one. For sure, she's definitely go. a better person than I am.
0: Love that. Cool. That's great. Yeah. So go, go back to some of your areas and tell us you know just memories you have of in those areas
1: yeah oh man there's there's some there's some very very interesting ones um i i will always remember in dundee mike Longmuir taking us golfing he was awesome he was a he's a sweet dude um had a little shop fix things and mechanic shop and he was a really cool dude but we did uh a lot of gar- golfing over there in some really nice places. But we, um, I would say one of the, one of the coolest things that happened was um, going to the, uh, to be able to go and and play around on St. Andrews, of course. Right. Which was like the home of golf. I would say that was probably one of my favorite memories was going to do that. Um, just because you, while we were there, I, I took it all for granted and I didn't really, Katie hey, come here. I took it all for granted. and I Come here. I didn't really get, get a chance to like take it in. So I need to go back now. This is my daughter, Tayley. Hi. Hey. <laughs>
0: Hi. Looks like they've been having fun.
1: They have been having fun. Love you. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some, there's, there were some good memories in some of the areas. I think, um, one of the craziest ones I remember was in Cumbernauld. Um, we were teaching a, a girl there, uh, Claire Gardner. Um, and, she had some, some issues, right? She was always in the psych ward and and some other things. We were trying to help her out. And, um, but she would always, she was kind of suicidal and things like that. And she'd cut herself all the time. And, um, anyways, we had a really good relationship with her. We're teaching her and helping her. And, um, she wanted to get baptized. And then, uh, there was just one night that I remember, like, I was like, I just had a bad feeling, you know, and me and, uh, Waylon Grantham were sitting in the house i'm like dude we gotta we gotta go over and see claire like we got and he's like well dude it's way past our curfew it's late i'm like dude i don't care like there's something itching at me like we gotta go check on her and so we went out and walked across the road because she wasn't far and the front door was locked she wasn't answering like in the world so we walked around the back uh, all the huge buildings you don't have to walk around a whole line of them saw around the back and we could see that her back blinds were open i was like her blinds were never open ever. I was like, she's there, she's there. And I knew how she was and, and I was worried. So we hopped the fence and we actually went in because it was unlocked, luckily. Um, we went in and found her and she was up in her room and she was overdosing. And uh, we called the ambulance and they came and got her and they took her and saved her life. But I just remember thinking like, if we wouldn't have listened to that, like we knew that like we, we had rules, right? But we also knew that, like, to listen to the spirit, right and yeah. so we went there and yeah, and it, and had we not been there she she would have been she'd have been gone that oh, was wow. pretty wild.
0: that's
2: crazy, goodness, wow,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, I can't say I had that experience in Scotland yeah that was that was crazy wow, it is
1: yeah, yeah, and I remember the night that Brian black. We were on exchanges and he was with another missionary and uh, some meds just came up behind and clocked him over the side of the head of the golf club and just split his head. And We were right by the Glasgow Royal Infirmary. And so they ran across to the infirmary and he got treated there, but it just had staples in his head. And like, yeah, like Brian could have been gone too.
2: But yeah. yeah. You were his companion at that point? Yeah. Holy cow. We've heard that story a few times, but not from a first person witness.
1: Yeah. Well, I wasn't at, here's the crazy thing is like, I was, I was supposed to be with them, but I was on, they were on exchanges. And so I wasn't with them, but he called me right when it was like, right after it had happened. And like, I'd gotten to him and I'd see like the blood and all that. Like, yeah, I saw that. Like it was, it was crazy. <laughs> it was wild. That was oh my wild. Goodness. Yeah. Are you, still in touch,
2: or... are you still in touch with Brian? Cause we'd love to have him on the podcast and he won't, not. won't reply to my messages. I've sent yeah, him, I've he... got to find another way to get in touch.
1: Yeah, I, I've tried. I, I don't, I don't, he hasn't really responded to me either, but I, uh, I'm really good friends with, uh, really good friends with Tyler Webb. Um, has he been on?
2: He hasn't not yet.
1: Okay. He needs to be on Tyler. Tyler was a very was one of those people um on my mission. It was very, very inspirational to me. Um, very good dude. Um and him and I are still really good friends to this day. Like I mean we went we went we went to Mexico together, we went to I mean we I've been over there hung out with him in Colorado a few times. I'm gonna go back out and try to see him again here soon, but yeah, he's somebody not you wanna get on for sure. He's a he's a good dude. Where does he live in Colorado? He's just south of Denver um in uh we'll go
0: knock on his door. I live called, south of uh, Denver.
1: Southwest of Denver in um it's what what are those it's a really nice area called um Lake not Lake uh Littleton? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think it might be Littleton maybe. Okay. Yeah.
2: You'll have to send me his contact details and I'll reach out to him cuz I live in Highlands <laughs> Ranch. I'm not far away.
1: Yeah, he actually might be in Highlands Ranch.
2: Honestly. Even better.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I'm about. You, to pull, I'm gonna pull up my state directory right now. Let's see if he's. That in my, sounds in familiar. State.
1: I think he's in. I think he's in Highland Ranch.
2: Oh my gosh, that would be a crazy coincidence if I'm not
1: mistaken. All right. I'm curious to see if you're pulling it up. This is uh, how it works. See, you I'm, I'm about yeah. referrals. This is this is our referral here. That's right. I'm doing my I'm doing my duty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him right now on the phone. I'll make him answer.
2: I don't see, I don't see any webs with Tyler is the first name. So okay. maybe close, well, but not, he's not in my, he's not in my stake.
1: Yeah. He, he's over there somewhere, but yeah, you'll have to go knock on his door. That'd be fun.
2: All right. We'll, I'll, we'll I'll check him out. I'll,
1: I'll send you, I'll send you his address.
2: All right. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, Oh, I need to figure out how to get another SEM tie. Um, my, I had collected all my ties on my mission. We know how that goes. I had left with like 254 ties. Um, and I loved them. I, but I, um, I actually, I, I had more than that. I had a tie for every day of the year. I had 360 something ties. Um, so wow. then I cut down a bunch of them when I came home and then I was moving out of one of my apartments and I had it. I was strapping stuff down in my trailer and I set it on the top of stuff. while I was strapping stuff down. And I forgot it. and I drove off and those ties are long gone. Oh
2: no. And so I want
1: to, I know. And I want to get my, I want to get another SEM tie.
2: All right. So, well, we'll see if we can track one down for to figure you. Out how
1: to, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I don't care about any of the other ties. It's that one. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So that's, that's been fun. Um, it's been, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe some of you heard too. I, I did actually in, uh, when I got home from my mission in 2008, um, in 2009, February of 2009, I landed a plane on the freeway. That was fun.
2: You got to tell yeah. that story now, Devin, because I didn't know oh, did, about that.
1: No one, no one heard about that yet?
0: <laughs> Not us, anyway.
1: Oh, shoot. I, yeah. What was it? Dippold. He was a pilot too. Jonathan Dippold and, um, yeah. I remember at the time it was only me and him at the time and I'm sure there's been others, but um, it was kind of fun to talk to him about it and all that stuff. But yeah. I, I got back and, um my buddy in 2009, it was his birthday and I wanted to take him out to Wendover for uh, for his birthday and do a little bit of gambling, whatever. And I thought Wendover would be fun because it's close enough. And when you, when you land there, it's fun. Cause when you trigger the lights with your, with your mic because that's how you trigger it with the channel on the mic you you tune into the to a certain frequency and you click it you know three times for for low five times for medium seven times for high intensity but when you click it you're in Wendover. it's like (laughs) when you just kind of feel like a it just feels really really cool you feel like a god almost (laughs) and so you uh i was gonna take him out there and i got over to ill and i just had this feeling man i i don't know about this let's again I'm listening to those feelings right and um and i turned i was like let's let's go through class bravo airspace you know i'll let you listen to salt lake salt lake airspace and you'll hear them oh, we'll talk we'll talk some crap with the southwest guys and you know it'd be fun and so we, he's like okay so we banked and we turned around turned over and i was like that's i-80 i'll just call i-80 back over to salt lake and right when i banked and turned around then he was like, blah, 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 and it stopped and so i was like okay that's weird that's not normal so i tried getting it going again it wouldn't get going so i did the carb heat because i thought i had carb ice and so, no, that wasn't like, that didn't help. When I pitched the nose down where you basically nose dive and it starts the prop. Right. And, um, that didn't help. Just lost, you know, thousand feet altitude. And, <laughs> um, then, uh, I was like, well, Griffin, fasten your seatbelt really tight. Uh, pull your phone out. I need your light. Cause we're going to have to go down. We're going down. And he's like, ha ha ha. I'm like, no, we are. I need your help. Pull, tighten your seatbelt and pull your phone out. And it was, before phones had led lights, so i was using the ambient light from his nokia phone i'm holding it next to my instrument cluster trying to see my altimeter my airspeed, and that i'll stall. and then i see a oh, I see a truck up there that i know the semi truck because i could tell the light bar I'm, like, I'm gonna land behind that guy because i know his light bar is 13 feet off of the ground right when you have an emergency landing you kind of shut off your electrical you don't want to have an electrical fire right and so i didn't have any landing lights or anything like that and i'm just going behind him and i when i when i saw i was kind of level with his light bars like about 13 feet i'll kind of get down and put it down but right before the lights flashed and went away and then they came back and i was, like, oh, that was really weird i thought they were going to disappear forever but i had just missed an overpass by like 60 feet but i didn't know it oh gosh <laughs> yeah and then uh landed but landed i didn't know that until the next day but landed it put it down on the on the freeway and then That semi-truck doesn't know that he saved my life so there's a pickup truck that i landed over in front of and he was he was like man i was i didn't know what was going on he's like i thought it was a plane but he's like then i thought it was a ufo because i didn't see any lights or anything any strobes and he's like but then i finally figured out what it was and then he uh he put his hazards on and got in the middle two lanes over i-80 so that no cars would um would hit me dang man that's that's wild so that that guy that rented me the plane got a third degree clip felony, a class A misdemeanor. He'll never fly again. All of his licenses got pulled.
2: Goodness. Yeah. That was fun. I found where Tyler lives. He's in Castle Rock.
1: Oh, Castle Rock. Is it close to you?
2: Yeah, it's about fifteen minutes south of me. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: We we could we could get him get him with Jack and I, and we could have a live guest on our podcast. we we'll go chap cool. him. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs>
1: Dude, that would be fun. That would be way cool. <laughs> Tell
2: yeah. him we'd love to have him. That'd be awesome.
1: Oh, for sure. He'd he'd definitely join. For sure.
0: Cool. I know he'd Yeah. But all right. So besides your companions, is there any other missionaries you served around that you want to shout out while you're on here? Uh
1: there's a few people, yeah. I uh definitely um there was there was just a lot of there was just a lot of funny nonsense and things like that, but um, definitely had a good time. Uh, Anthony Padanoster had a really good time with him and Tyler when we were in that flat in Dundee. um but he I guess he was a companion. but I didn't really spend a whole lot of time outside of um, my companionships really a whole lot. I guess we did, but I did a lot of football, so we did that with all the kids and stuff like that. But I mean, oh Brady Hess uh, Brady Hess, uh, really good dude. I like Brady Hess. Um,
2: yeah, he's been and, on.
1: Yep, and I I saw that, and then, um, uh, oh, Kent, uh, uh, Sister Kemp, she was really cool, and Sister Wellington, Anne Wellington, those two sisters were really cool. We had a had a lot of fun, had a lot of laughs. That was a good time.
2: I can tell you I've been in touch with Candy and she was a uh, scheduled guest but had something come up so we're still working on getting her back on oh, our schedule. Um, and then I've reached out to Anne but she has not responded. Ghost ghosted so is it, is it
1: pretty is it pretty tough to get a hold of some of these people?
2: Some. I mean I mean let, let, let's be frank, some of us are are not as savvy on Facebook as some of our our older generational people. So I gotta find them on other other platforms, but you yeah. know, we'll track them down. It just takes time. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yep. it's cool.
0: That's well, great, good. Man.
2: Well, Devin, thank you so much for taking some time to come on and, and chat with us about the mission. We're so grateful that you are our brother in Scotland. We're even more grateful of the fact that you're alive and well after uh, thank
0: you. what
2: was, what was, it had to have been a crazy experience that you never would have imagined that was going to be part of your life. So thank you. Thank you for making that time to come on and, and be with us. We love referrals. If you, if you share this with your friends as the, as it comes out um, next week, we will certainly have any of your friends that you refer to us. Come on. We'd love that. And, uh, <laughs> my challenge to you is download some of these podcasts and listen to them on your flights. Cause I'm sure you'll love every oh, second of them. I promise. Yeah,
1: I will. I will for sure. Um, <laughs> definitely. And then, um, but I'm going to leave one word out there to anybody that's listening that, um, catches this, that may be struggling with alcohol or substance. Like I know that you really don't like doing it and you don't want to do it but you can't imagine dealing with life any other way, but I'll tell you like having my mental clarity back and having my agency back, I'm no longer a liar. I'm no longer unreliable. Um, I no longer have poor relationships with my family and friends. I, I feel better. I happier just people out there. I'm telling you, if there's anyone struggling with anything that's listening to this, I'm telling you, please like, if not for yourself, for me, don't go, don't, don't wait till what happened to me before, before you, you, you are able to try to fix it. Cause like, I know, I know it's hard. It's really hard and it's not something you can just stop, but there are ways and you just got to take it seriously. And you got to remember that you are loved and you are valued no matter what. And there might be people that don't like you and it doesn't matter because there's a million other people that do so just remember those people are the people that are rooting for you and if you're struggling do it for them do it for you do it for all of us
0: that's beautiful man amen to that
2: well that's why we're here i mean we're a family we're we're all brothers and sisters in scotland and we're all rooting for each other
1: yeah and i'm an open book like i can anybody can reach out to me morning day night middle of the night and i will be there like i'm I will be like I know how hard it is, and I know how scary it is, and I know how embarrassing it is to talk. It's so embarrassing to talk about, but like you can talk to me, and I won't. won't I won't open my word to anybody. You've got you've got my word, and I'll I'll help you in any way I can. Thank Thank you, dude. I love you, brother. Hey, love right, you guys. Thanks love for having you. Me on. We'll see you. Bye, <laughs> Bye.